And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl, my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello. Everyone, I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the proficient Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a comedy episode of the Dennis Day Show from 1946. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. Lisa will play clips from famous songs, and I'll provide a statement about each song. And my job is to guess, is that statement real or is it ridiculous? While you play along at home, right, Lisa? Not exactly, because I'll provide a statement That's what I meant to say. I'll provide the statement. I was hoping you didn't hear me make Oh, I heard you, because I listen to you, even though you don't listen to me. So... Um, I you listen. Are, if you would like to provide, if the you had as many buttons and dials and uh, things you excuses, had to hit excuses. over here, you know what would be great? I turn the mics on. Hey, Carl, are I, you done? Um, you know what would be great if you did provide these like statements. that and like this. Are you done yet? <laughs> so and this. I'm, I'm going to wait for you to provide the statement. So that's what we're going to do and today. And I do this. And I do this. I'm just going to let you finish. I do this. You have a lot to do. It's a lot of stuff. It's exhausting. It's a ton sure. of stuff, Lisa. It is. I mean, if you had all that to do, would you be able to listen to me? Absolutely not. I couldn't do a thing. All right. I would just Still be... popping your peas over there. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So um, I'm going to play this song, and then you're going to provide a statement. You're going to play the song? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I said play. Let's right. do it. Okay. This is called Bad Songs Part 3. No, I like this song. Do you really? I got all my sisters with me. We okay, are family. Well, it's Bad Songs According to Lisa Wolf. Is this the Pointer Wolf. Sisters? Uh, this is Sister Sledge. Oh, we did Sister the Pointer Sledge. Sisters um, on our music history. I'm going to... Mike, don't ever let her do any songs that have P in the title so I don't have are to hear her popping done? her P's all the time. Go ahead. So this is We Are Family by Sister Sledge, right. 1979. Right. This is what I call a bad song. If okay. You may not agree with that. I like it. So I want you to provide the statement. All right. What's the statement? No, no. You're providing no, the statement. Go ahead. You provide. just said you would be providing the uh, statement. If you provide the statements, you can win. That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll do it for you if All right. you stop criticizing I me. will. This was used in commercials. Until the next oh time I criticize gosh. you. This song was used in commercials for Coke Zero. Real or ridiculous? Real. All right, well, let's listen to the commercial and see. We are Pepsi Free. Can't 
Oh, Pepsi. I've got some good reasons for giving my family caffeine free, yeah. Pepsi free. I'm so, sorry. Did you say Coke Zero? I did, but it's actually Pepsi free, and it's yeah. we are family. Is it Pepsi free? No, it is not. Okay. I got that one wrong. Yes, you did. And and I can't I'm, say that you know I'm what? upset Last about it. Last week, I got every single yes, one of these wrong. Yes, you did. Wrong. <laughs> Let's see That's if I can. hard to do. Uh. All right. Let's move to the next bad song, according to Lisa Wolf. Okay. Yeah, this is a bad song. Okay. Wow, you agree with me. Oh, yeah. This is a really bad it, it's song. It's pretty bad. My Sharona or whatever No, it's it is. Macarena. <laughs> Macarena or My Sharona or whatever. So this is by like a Spanish pop duo called Los Del Rio. And in 96... Terrible song. The song became a worldwide hit when the Bayside Boys produced a remix of the song and added English lyrics. That's what we're listening to right now. Okay. Great, not uh, great song. I don't like this song. I don't either. Here's your statement. Okay. Macarena is featured in the 2014 Sesame Street film, The Adventures of Elmo. What Real? year? 2014 Sesame Street film, The Adventures of Elmo. Is that real or ridiculous? It's real. Let's play it and hear it. I'm sorry, but that's the film Muppets Most Wanted. It's a Muppet movie. That's the same thing. It's not. Muppets are the same thing as uh, as Sesame Street. Okay, let me clarify. I said it was featured in the 2014 Sesame Street film called The Adventures of Elmo. The answer is ridiculous. It was featured in the film Muppets Most Wanted. I think that that's a trick question, actually. It's not. Because Muppets are Sesame Street. So I think I get like half right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm on a roll here. I've not gotten one of these right in no, two weeks. No, but there's still two more to go. You're doing really well. Ugh. All right. Let's focus on the next bad song. Let's see if you agree with me. Yeah, I don't like this song either. I don't either. Ebony and Ivory. It's so silly and slow. And it's a bad song. It's a bad song. So I agree with you on the bad song. All right. So this was released in 1982 by Paul McCartney featuring Stevie Wonder. So these are great artists singing a poor song. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Right. What's the statement? All right, statement. Song. This song title, Ebony and Ivory, is referenced in an episode of The Office. Is that real or ridiculous? Real. Well, let's listen to the clip and find out. I went to that tanning place your wife suggested. Was that place the sun? <laughs> oh, and it gets worse. <laughs> oh, my God, you can do a duet of Ebony and Ivory all by yourself. So that is Friends. Mm. Um, that wasn't The Office. That was um, Chandler talking to Ross in the uh, TV show Friends. <sighs> So I'm so sorry you didn't quite get this that is, one. This is exhausting. <laughs> this is, it's exhausting. This is exhilarating. So <laughs> we've got one more bad song. Uh, Let's hear it. <laughs> Joey, run, Remember the song Run, no. Joey, Run by David Geddes no. in 1975? But it's Listen. bad. Terrible song. Terrible. And I don't like this song. I never heard Even it, but I don't, I don't like it. All right, well, it's a it's a 
There was right. a really big song in 1975 called Run, Joey, Run. Never heard of it. All right. Well, you missed that that year. Run, Joey, Run is featured in season one of Glee, sung by Leah Michelle. All right. So I've said <laughs> true every time, right? You have. I'll say true again. Okay. Let's hear it. So run, Joey, I'll let's run, hear the other version. There it is. Is that her? Is that it Leah is. Michelle? It's Leah Michelle. Did, did I get one right? You did. Oh my god! You got one right. This is Glee, and this is Leah Finally. Michelle. Finally. I got one right. You did. It's still a bad song. Terrible song. Well, I, I have to agree with you, Lisa. You picked great bad songs. Great bad songs. Yeah. Thank you. Really, really great bad songs. Thank you. Except you said you like We Are Family. I, I like uh, We Are Family. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a bad song. Oh, though. man. All right. Well, All right. I finally well, got one. finally got one. We'll keep working on Thanks, that. Thanks, Lisa. Study up. When we come back, we're going to listen to the Dennis Day Show. We've never heard one on Hollywood 360. It'll be the first one we've ever aired. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. We're always airing a new classic radio shows on Hollywood 360 and... We, uh, we recently acquired this episode. It's called uh, The Dennis Day Show. It also went by the name A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Two, two different titles. And uh, it first came to radio in, the 19, in 1946. Uh, Dennis Day had just gotten out of the Navy. And NBC said, hey, you know what? Let's, uh, let's give you your own show. He was, of course, on the Jack Benny program. In fact, he was still on the Jack Benny program. When he was doing this show. So he had like two shows. He had his own show. And he was a cast member of the Jack Benny program. And in this situation comedy series, Dennis Day starred as a soda jerk in the fictional town of Weaverville, where uh, he sang while he worked. And uh, the plots derived from problems with his girlfriend and her parents. The cast members included Betty Miles, Barbara Eiler, and Sharon Douglas as Day's girlfriend, Mildred Anderson, and John Brown, again, another episode with John Brown, as Homer Willoughby, the uh, the owner of the drugstore where Day worked. And Dink Trout and B. Benaderet were Mildred's parents, Herbert and Clara Anderson, who owned a boarding house in which Day lived. And uh, as I say, came to radio in 1946, lasted until 1951. 
So we have a broadcast for you now from January 8th, 1947. And on this uh, particular program, which is about income taxes, you will hear a very special guest near the end of the show. I'm not going to tell you who that special guest is, but it's a really famous person. Let's tune this in. Part one now of A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Ladies and gentlemen, Colgate Dental Cream presents the Dennis Day Show, written by Frank Galen, with Sharon Douglas, Paula Winslow, Dink Trout, John Brown, Charles Dant in the orchestra, yours truly, Vern Smith, and starring our popular young singer in A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Twice a day and before every date, use Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Here's Dennis to sing My Pretty Girl. My pretty girl, my pretty girl, I'm always dreaming of you. My pretty girl, my pretty girl, my darling, how I love you. Promise me you will never leave me Promise me you will never grieve me Promise me you will not deceive me Oh, my pretty girl Please give me just one kiss One sweet kiss you won't miss For your kiss brings such bliss To my lonely heart My pretty girl, my pretty girl I'm always dreaming of you My pretty girl, my pretty girl My darling, how I love you Promise me you will never leave me Promise me you will never grieve me Promise me you will not deceive me Oh, my pretty girl Okay, now, grab your partner Oh, lead him up center and around outside And balance on your corner Oh, swing, oh, swing that pretty little girl And promenade the one that's left behind you Let my arms hold you tight And with dawn's early light Let me take you home My pretty girl, my pretty girl I'm always dreaming of you My pretty girl, my pretty girl My darling, how I love you Promise me you will never leave me Promise me you will never grieve me Promise me you will not deceive me Oh, my pretty girl Promise me
as you know, our young hero, Dennis Day, works behind the soda fountain of Willoughby's Drugstore in the little community of Weaverville. Now, you'll say it's hardly likely that a small-town soda jerk's name should become a byword in our nation's capital at Washington, D.C. Well, likely or not, that's exactly what's happened. In Washington's National Income Tax Bureau, an excited clerk has just discovered that a perverse fate chose to single out our hero from among the millions. Great Scott, Charlie, look at this. What's the matter? Some guy named Dennis Day sent us $10 to pay his income tax. Only he figured it wrong, and we found we had to refund him some money. How much? $10. Well, what about it? Well, just look at this voucher, man. The check printing machine went crazy. We sent him a check for $100,000. What are we going to do about it, Charlie? Ah, forget it. (laughs) Forget it. Charlie, the Democrats aren't here anymore. I'm taking the next plane to Weaverville. But at the Anderson boarding house in Weaverville, it's quite apparent that the envelope containing the $100,000 check is not yet in the hands of its young addressee. For we find a most discouraged Dennis talking to his girlfriend, Mildred Anderson. A flop, that's what I am, Mildred. A complete failure. Oh, now, Dennis, don't talk like that. But it's true. Here I am, 22 years old and making only $8 a week. (laughs) Well, you have a roof over your head and three good meals a day. There's more to life than just food and shelter, Mildred. There are other things I'd like to have, too, like shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dennis, maybe if you'd ask Mr. Willoughby for a raise... But I did, just the other day. I said to him, Mr. Willoughby, why don't you be fair? Pay me what I'm worth. And he refused? Yeah, he said no one could live on less than $8 a week. (laughs) It's no use, Mildred. I'm going to leave Weaverville. That's all. Oh, now, don't say that, Dennis. I know what your whole trouble is. You just don't inspire confidence in people. You, well, you look so young. Gosh, that isn't my fault, Mildred. It could happen to anybody 22 years old. (laughs) Oh, I know it's not your fault, but we ought to do something about it. Let's think a minute. How can we age you? Age me? Yes. What makes a man look older? Do you know what makes my father look older, for instance? Sure, but I'm not married to her. (laughs) (laughs) Silly. But if you looked older, like my father... Good morning, Mildred. Good morning, young man. Morning, Mother. Morning, Mrs. Anderson. Mother Dennis was just telling me how discouraged he is. He wants to leave Weaverville. Yeah, for good. Never come back. That's the way to talk, my boy. Go to it. He'll do no such thing. We've decided the only reason he isn't a success is because he looks so young. I've brought in the mail, Poopsie. <laughs> morning, children. Morning, Good morning, Father. Mr. Anderson. I'll take those letters, Herbert. Uh, yes, lover girl. <laughs> oh, here's one for you, Dennis. It's from the Income Tax Bureau in Washington, D.C. Gosh, I hope I'm not in some kind of trouble. Well, come along, Herbert. We have housework to do. Yes, I know. Lead the way, light of my life. (laughs) Golly. I better open this letter and see what it is. Oh, I should say so. Mr. Dennis Day, dear sir, enclosed, please find check in the amount of $10 covering refund on overpaid income tax. Boy, that's a relief. I thought I was going to go to jail. Oh, well, is the check in it? Yeah, it's down at the bottom of the envelope. There, you see? Just when everything looked darkest, along comes the government and sends you a $10 tax refund. I know, but it's nothing I can depend on every week. (laughs) Well, I'd better deposit this at the bank on my way to work. I'll see you tonight, Mildred, huh? All right, Dennis. Oh, oh, here, give Daddy these glasses on your way out. He left them on the table before when... Dennis! Huh? 
My father's glasses, don't you see? Nose glasses with a black silk ribbon. Why, they put 20 years on you. But, Mildred, 20... Oh, Dennis, they're just what we've been looking for. Try them on. Well, okay. There, how do I... Mildred, where are you? Come back. <laughs> I haven't moved an inch. It's the glasses. Oh, but, Dennis, you have no idea how distinguished they make you look. Can't you see yourself in that mirror on the wall? I can't even see the wall. <laughs> Never mind. Just keep them on when you go down to the bank. Oh, you'll see what a difference it makes in the way people treat you. Gosh, I hope so. Am I pointed in the direction of the bank? Uh-huh. Good. Give me a push. And so off our hero went, completely unaware that in his pocket was a check on the United States Treasury for $100,000. Entering the bank, he removed his glasses so he could find the deposit window, then put them back on, took his check out of the envelope, and presented it to the teller. I'd like to deposit this check, please. Where's your deposit slip? Oh, do you need one of those? What I have to go through with these jerks. <laughs> All right, give me the check. Pay to the order of Dennis Day. Yay, 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 yay. This is your check, sir? Yeah, is there anything wrong with it? Oh, no, sir. No, Your Honor. Your worship, sir. Gee, for a minute, I didn't think these glasses were going to work. Would you mind stepping over to our president's office, sir? I'm sure Mr. Courtney would like to take care of you personally. Really? Oh, yes, sir. Naturally, if he'd known you were coming, he'd have called a special meeting of the board of directors. Boy, what glasses! <laughs> You wait just a moment. I'll tell Mr. Courtney you're here. Mr. Courtney, there's a very important depositor outside, a Mr. Dennis Day. Dennis Day? Never heard of him. What's he look like? An eccentric millionaire. He's wearing pince nez glasses on a black ribbon attached to his sweatshirt. <laughs> he, uh, he wants to deposit this. Well, here, let me see it. Day to the order of Dennis Day. Yipe! Well, don't, don't, don't stand there. Send him right in. Yes, sir. Right this way, Mr. Day. This is Mr. Courtney, our president. It's a privilege to meet you, sir. Glad to meet you, Mr. Courtney. No, no, no. You're shaking the curtain. I'm over here. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Oh, do sit down, Mr. Day. Can I offer you a clear Havana? Oh, no, thanks. I'm not thirsty. <laughs> Very good. So you wish to deposit this check with us, eh? That's right. If I'm not too personal, how did you happen to get a government check of this size? It's a refund on my income tax. <laughs> All right, that's the first portion of A Day in the Life of Dennis Day, also known as the Dennis Day Show, going back to January 8th, 1947. Dennis gets an income tax check for a uh, hundred thousand buckaroos, and when you think about back then, everything was about ten times more, right? So, like that it's would worth be ten times. Yeah, more. it was like yeah. from then to now, it's like that would be like Add depositing a million dollar check so, yeah. somewhere, and that's how they would probably react if you walked into a bank with a check for a million bucks. Oh, I and do I know it all you, the time. I know you do. I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's a you know, small between my paychecks for here for the radio and all. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a tiny little million-dollar check for Lisa Wolf. All right, we'll get back to this episode of uh, Day in the Life of Dennis Day in just a moment. 
Stick around. More of Hollywood 360 coming your way. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. We've been putting the uh, finishing touches on the October newsletter, the Hollywood 360 newsletter, coming out in just a couple of weeks. And uh, if you are not a um, newsletter recipient, it's absolutely free. We have a Hollywood 360 newsletter that not only has all of the classic radio shows that we're going to air, so you know exactly what we're playing each and every week here on Hollywood 360. But there's all kinds of really fun articles by uh, the team here, by Lisa and by um, Martin Grams and also Carl Shadow. Barry Rickard also writes an article. I write an article. And uh, Mike hasn't written an article yet, but, you know, I'm trying to get him to do it. He's expensive, man. He's yeah. expensive. It's an Oof. article or a Radio Rarities podcast. Yeah, it's one, it's of, the, one uh, of the other. Yeah. No, I'm going to vote for the article. Go with the Radio <laughs> Rarities podcast. Yeah, I mean, but uh, it's chock full of fun stuff, and it's uh, absolutely free. You receive it automatically on the first day of the month. All you have to do is go to our website and give us your email. That's all. That's all. And we don't, we don't send you, like, all kinds of emails and stuff. It's just for the newsletter. Just go to hollywood360radio.com. At the very top of the website is how you can subscribe to the free newsletter. And um, you'll get it every, every first of the month. So uh, we hope you'll uh, enjoy that. And when you do sign up, you'll get the current one. It just automatically comes to you, and then you'll get the new one on the first of every month. So Hollywood360radio.com. All right, we're listening to A Day in the Life of Dennis Day, broadcast from January 8th, 1947. Dennis Day receives a check for $100,000 by mistake from the uh, federal government. Wait till you hear who makes a cameo appearance at the end of this show. You're going to really, really like it. Here's the conclusion to The Dennis Day Show. Merciful heavens, I admit. Will you be making deposits of this amount often? I guess so. That's about what my weekly salary is. <laughs> Again? Uh, will you be making withdrawals too, Mr. Day? Oh, yes, of course. Well, be sure and let us know in time so we can bring up the bank's reserves from New York, eh? Gee, this bank operates with very little cash, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, we'll grow, Mr. Day. Uh, by the way, what business are you in? Oh, I'm learning the drug business. 
learning. <laughs> I'll bet you're cleaning up plenty for a beginner, eh, Mr. Day? Oh, yes, sir, every morning. <laughs> That's rich. You, you, you work in a big chain, I presume? Oh, no, sir, my boss trusts me. <laughs> George, you do have a sense of humor. <laughs> Say, I, I hope you won't think I'm too forward, Mr. Day, but, well, I've been thinking of taking a little flyer lately. How do you like the market? Fine. The food is good, and it seems very clean. <laughs> hmm. I'm sorry, Mr. Courtney, but I have to get back to the drugstore. I'm awfully late for work. Oh, I quite understand, but would you do one favor for me? Take this along. Read it in your spare time. And phone me and tell me what you think about it. What is it? It's a financial statement of the company I'm thinking of buying shares in. The Seattle, San Antonio, and Montreal Railroad. Yes, sir. I'll be glad to. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm terribly grateful. I do want to make a success of my career, just as you have. Well, there's nothing hard about it. All you need is a pair of these glasses. <laughs> Gosh, I've never been so late to work. Mr. Willoughby's going to be furious. Oh, well, I guess I may as go, well go in and face him. i better put the glasses back on. At least he can't hit me if I'm wearing them. Dennis, my boy, my dear, dear boy. Son! <laughs> Gee, they even work on him. I'm sorry I'm so late, sir. You're talking to the Coca-Cola machine. I'm over here. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that's all right, son. I just had a phone call from my nephew. He's a teller over at the bank. Dennis, my boy, why didn't you tell me? Tell you? Of course. Dennis, I've known all along there was something in that head of yours. But it never occurred to me it might be a brain. <laughs> a brain? Sure. And here you were all the time living like a poor boy. How did you ever do it? It wasn't so hard on my salary. Ah, we won't speak of salary anymore, Dennis. From now on, you're going to be my partner in this drugstore. I better get another pair of these glasses in case this pair breaks. <laughs> you see, son, I figure we can really fix this place up for about $5,000. And what's $5,000 to a man like you, huh? <laughs> the same as $500. Yeah, just about. But, Mr. Willoughby... Tut, tut, my boy. Consider yourself a full-fledged partner. Oh, there's a customer coming in. Take off your glasses and wait on him. Partner. You bet I will, partner. You just watch me. Now that I'm a partner, I'll sell him everything in the store. How do you do, sir? Can I serve you, sir? Uh, yes. Uh, I, just, uh, I just weighed myself on your scale outside. It's, uh, it's broken, and I'd like my penny back. <laughs> the scale isn't broken, sir. I say it is. It's got a sign on it that says your weight and your fortune for a penny. I got my weight, but the place where the fortune was supposed to be came out blank. <laughs> well, that scale always works, sir. Maybe you've just got no future. Now, uh, look, uh, I'm not going to argue about it. If you want to get tough, I'll have a lawyer up here in ten minutes. Gosh, you'd go through all that just for a penny? It isn't the penny. 
Believe me, I've taken girls out and spent a hundred times that on them. <laughs> it's just that I was dying to have my fortune told. Well, if you'll give me your palm, I'll be very happy to read it for you. That won't do. Now, do I get my penny or don't I? Well, I can't give it to you, sir, but I'll take it up with the company that owns the scale. If you'll fill out this form, you should have your money within a few months. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. I'm almost tempted to forget the whole thing. Yes, sir. I said almost. <laughs> yes, sir. Could I have your name, please? Uh, the name Benny. Benny what? Uh, Jack. <laughs> Jack Benny. And your address, sir? Care of F.E. Boone, Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you, sir. I'll have them send you the money as quickly as possible. Well, see that you do. Or the next time I weigh myself, somebody else will get my business. Good day. Good day, sir. Benny. Jack Benny. Gee, that name is awfully familiar. No, it's no use. I can't seem to place him. You mean Mr. Courtney actually asked for your advice? Uh-huh, and that isn't all. After I got back from the bank, Mr. Willoughby made me a partner in his drugstore. Golly, all this just from wearing Daddy's glasses. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, put them on quick. Here comes Mother up the walk. Okay, here it comes. The final test. Dennis, my son. My own dear sweet son. Now I know they're foolproof. <laughs> oh, Dennis, I've heard about you from just everyone downtown. I want you to know how proud and happy I am to have you boarding here. Gee, thanks, Mrs. Anderson. Now, about that two weeks' rent I owe oh, you, I... Oh, Dennis, my son. Oh, here, let me take your coat. Okay, but you'll be losing money on the deal. <laughs> I mean to hang up. <laughs> Just to hang up, silly boy. <laughs> oh, Mildred, I'm so proud of him, aren't you? Oh, yes, Mother. Dennis, my son... My dear fine son. Gosh, you too, Mr. Anderson? These are your glasses. Oh, Dennis, I feel like your mother as well as Mildred's. I, I wonder if you'd mind kissing me in a motherly sort of way. Sure, Mrs. Anderson, I'd be glad to. You kissed me, Dennis. Poopsie's over there. <laughs> oh, gosh, pardon me, Mr. Anderson. Well, now suppose we all go into the dining room and have... I wonder who that is. I'll answer it. Yes? How do you do? My name is Elliot. I'm a reporter on the Middletown News. My editor sent me over for an interview with a Mr. Dennis Day. Why, that's me. Good. Mr. Day, we understand you just received one of the largest income tax refunds ever given out. I did? Gosh, the government's pretty stingy, isn't it? <laughs> I'll be that as it may, I'm here to get the story of America's leading drug tycoon. Just how did you get your start in life, Mr. Day? Well, my father called the doctor in the middle of the night and they rushed my... Not that far back! <laughs> uh, we're only interested in your business career, Mr. Day. And by the way, why weren't we able to locate you in Dunn and Bradstreet? Oh, that's easy, because I live at 4th and Elm. 
This interview should make me famous in journalism. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask you a few general questions, Mr. Day? Fire away. <laughs> Believe me, I'd love to. <laughs> what do you think of the high cost of living? Oh, I intend to keep on doing it, no matter how high the cost gets. <laughs> do you mind if I don't quote you on that? Not at all. Thank you. What have you to say on the subject of Russia? It gets very cold there. <laughs> Just the stuff our readers want. <laughs> Anything else on Russia? Well, just that it's good that there is a Russia because there are so many Russians that if there weren't a Russia, where would they all go? An excellent question. My editor also wants to know what you think of the Japanese situation. Personally, I think my editor has stones in his head, but here goes. What do you know about Japan? Well, Japan is smaller than Russia. Now we're getting somewhere. And it's much warmer and has fewer Russians. Scoop after scoop. And now to return to the home front. For what reason, I can't imagine. How do you feel about labor? I think a person should, unless he's lazy. I put it down just as you said it. Well, that concludes one of the most amazing afternoons of my life. Thank you, Mr. Day, and goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Oh, uh, whereabouts in your newspaper will this interview appear? In our lost and found column. <laughs> Goodbye. Who was that, Dennis? Oh, some fellow from a newspaper. I've been interviewed. Oh, Dennis, how wonderful. You'll be famous all over the country. Gee, what do you know? I'll bet that's the newsreels. Oh, I do hope so. Come in. Anybody named Dennis Day live here? Yes, sir, that's me. So you're the fella. I'm from Washington, Mr. Day. I'm sorry, but I do not choose to run. <laughs> I'm from the Income Tax Bureau. I'm here to correct a little mistake. Mistake? Yeah, that tax refund check we sent you for $100,000 was a little off. It should have been for 10 bucks. Oh, so that's it. A mistake. I should have known. Wait a minute. I don't understand. We what? thought you were rich, you idiot. We thought you got an income tax refund of $100,000. Oh, gosh, no. I don't pay that much income tax in two years. <laughs> Dennis Day, you're an imbecile. If you... Gosh, what traffic tonight. Come in. Dennis, my boy, my wonderful boy. Wait, Mr. Courtney, it's all a mistake. Oh, I know that. I've seen the income tax man. But you saved me a fortune today. When you called at noon and said not to buy Seattle, San Antonio, and Montreal, I didn't. And this afternoon, it went down 12 points. Gosh. This $100 is for you, Dennis. And thanks. Oh, Dennis, my dear, sweet son. Oh, I can't get over it. A young man with no financial experience, and he tells me not to touch that stock. How did you know? Why, from that statement I read, Mr. Courtney. 
the statement? Sure. It said that their assets were $15 million and their liabilities were $15 million. Yes? Why, that darn railroad was just barely breaking even. <laughs> story, here's Dennis Day and Charles Dance's beautiful arrangement of The Anniversary Song. Oh, how we danced on the night we were wed. We can be heard with Jack Benny every Sunday. And be sure and be with us again next week for another Dennis Day program. More songs, more adventures in the life of our star, Dennis Day. Meanwhile, be sure to use Colgate Nettle Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth.
This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That is the Dennis Day Show, or a day in the life of Dennis Day, either one. And that's from January 8th, 1947, and the uh, when the drugstore uh, scale wasn't working, Jack Benny was the, the person who wanted his penny back, and he was, um, he was a special uh, guest, but they didn't, never even said his name, but it was, it was fun. Hope you enjoyed uh, the Dennis Day Show from uh, January 8th, 1947. All right, it's time for Sarah Knight Adamson. She's Hollywood 360's national movie critic. Here you go. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to review the TV series Only Murders in the Building, Season 3. The setting is the Upper West Side in Manhattan, New York. Three strangers, played by Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, have a shared interest in true crime podcast. They become friends while investigating suspicious deaths in their apartment building and create their own podcast about the cases. There are now three seasons with 10 episodes that premiered on Hulu in 2021. We're onto something here, but I need you to draw attention to yourself. That's no biggie. That's a smallie. It's a very small thing because that because it's a your show is a death trap today alone i almost died three times hello season three began in august of this year with four episodes so far and one dropping every tuesday until october meryl streep and paul rudd are guest stars theater is all about choices what you share and what you hide. Those choices change everything. The bottom line, oh, I'm way in. Three and a half stars out of four. With the comedic genius of Steve Martin and Martin Short, you really can't go wrong. And you know, Selena Gomez, she adds a refreshing component. And together, yep, they're a perfect match. The show has had 28 Emmy nominations so far and three Emmy Awards. Guest stars keep the series comical and interesting. Thanks for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Check out my website, as you'll also find interviews. And check out Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Edward G. Robinson stars in the Screen Director's Playhouse... Also, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Uh, that's right. Coming up, we're doing dance songs. Oh. oh ho, ho. All right. That's in our next hour. We'll see you soon. Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 